I'm going to take one cold. Pick three or four right now. Let's go with four. One or two, five, the bone. Who's this? Katie. Katie, what would you have to say to Mr. Garabo today? Um, I wanted to speak to Mike. He wants to talk about people who do dirty jobs. Oh, you want to speak to uh, Mike? Yeah, but please don't put my name on. <laughs> okay. uh, and uh, what, what name would you like for us to give you? Um, Anne. How's that? <laughs> okay. All righty. And uh, I'm sorry, you want to speak to Mike Calta? Yeah. Okay. What's your favorite part about the Mike Calta show that you're currently listening to? <laughs> that I'm talking to him. To... <laughs> and uh, what, oh, size, what size undergarments are you wearing right now? Small. Doesn't sound like it. It is. What color are they? Yellow in front, brown in back? Always black. I wear black pants. So. Is it because you tried black once and now you find it difficult to go back to any other color? No, not at all. What did you fantasize about the last time you had a sexual uh, dream? My husband. No, oh, come on. Don't lie to me, lady. <laughs> okay. What's your favorite thing that your husband does in the bedroom to really wow you? Mm. <laughs> I don't know. I think you're going to beat me if I tell you that. Yeah, I probably would. Let's forget I asked that question. What would you have for breakfast <laughs> this morning? Uh, I actually don't eat breakfast. That's a bad I work move. at a restaurant, and I just don't eat. Okay, well, you should eat breakfast. It gets your metabolism going for the rest of the day. Okay, please hold, and uh, Mike Council will be right with you, okay? Sure, Mike. Oh, you knew it was me all along. You know my voice. Yep, they right after I was like, oh, God, I got up right on. Oh, you know Calta when you hear Calta, huh? Yes, I do. And that's me. I'm Calta. Hey, Calta. Hey. You want dirty jobs? Not yet. A- oh, uh, what, uh, what do you think about the new morning show on this radio station? Oh, it's not bad when I can actually hear it. Yeah, who do you uh, who who do you who do you listen to in the morning here? Um, well, Drew, except you can't get him. Why can't you get him? Because I go to work at four thirty in the morning. So I closest I get is I listen to the pre-show. Oh, uh, the pre the pre-Drew show. Yeah, a little pre-Drew never hurt anybody. I like to say. Yeah, yeah but, he, but Drew's kind of a dick, right? I mean, like even if you could listen to him, you'd probably be like, ugh, well, I don't want to start my day off with this dick. I like listening to all you guys, even when you're insulting people. Aw, that's so nice of you. Um, so, But, I mean, you recognize my voice, Mike Caltic, because I've been on in Tampa for so long, right? Something like that. Okay. Uh, who are the other people on my show right now? Do you know them? Oh, I just worked a 12-hour day. Oh, okay. Um, well, let me let me introduce you to, uh, to Galvin. Hi. There you go, Gal. There's Galvin. Galvin, Spanish. Spanish, say hello. I love you. That's that's Spanish right there, and uh, and uh, we've got Rob over there. Hi, and uh, and, and there's Carmen. Hi, hi. It's a whole crew, the Mike Calta crew. There you go. Yeah, you like us, huh? Oh yeah. So what what do you got? Hey Mike, I just want to know if you want to come over to my house tonight and watch the Yankees game. Oh man, I would love to. You know me, Mike Calta. I am a huge Yankees fan. Thank you, Galvin. I will be over immediately following the program today. Perfect. Yes. Make sure you stick around for the Mike Calta after show at six o'clock tonight, though. Okay, uh, caller. Sure. Great. Did you know that I play bass in a in a band? I'm sorry? Me too. But they're called Pipple Toddler, and uh, Josh is our lead singer. You should come see us sometime. If I didn't work 60 hours a week, I would. Oh, you sound like you're a little uptight. Goodness gracious. What's your dirty job? Well, Pumpkin, what is your, uh, what's your dirty job? Tell me. Managing. Managing. Is it, what, what's so dirty about that, Pumpkin? Uh, well... Well, they're kind of saying that all Mexicans do dirty jobs, but 
you know, you manage a, I'm a manager. It's not a fast food place, but you still clean bathrooms. You still scrub floors. You still clean up the messes that the old folks leave on the floor. Oh. And they leave them right in the middle of the floor. Oh. Okay. All right. Uh, listen, uh, I'm sorry that I asked that question, but would you like to play a game with us for a prize? Sure. Hold on one second. All right. The way this game works is somebody on the Mike Calta show here is a little bit gassy, and they're going to fart into the microphone. You're going to tell me, young lady, who farted in a little game we call Guess Who Farted. You ready to play? Okay. Sure. Here we go. <laughs> Gotta be Galvin. Oh my God! Oh. She nailed it. Woo. All right, that's fart number one. You've got to get two out of three correct if you're gonna if you're gonna win. Guess who farted? Here, okay. Here comes fart number two. Kill the music, and here we go. I'll give that to you once again. <laughs> gotta be Carmen. Good job, young lady. You She's have good. won. Guess who farted? You clearly played this before. The Mike Calta Show would like to thank you for calling 1025 The Bone Real Raw Radio and for your support. Hold on for me and you can collect your prize, okay? Sure. And that's how we play Guess Who Farted. That's very interesting to me. <laughs> Getting confused sometimes. I think we do a pretty good job of branding here and they know that Mike is on in the morning, but oh well. You couldn't whip up a quick game of Under Oath or Sporkle or I just, anything? I, I looked at the beds here and I saw, and all I saw was Guess Who Farted. I just, uh, I couldn't, I didn't have a Sporkle handy. I'm sorry. I mean, she only had the times wrong. Right. That's it. She had the names right. She yeah. knew who was who and yeah. she knew, yeah. She, and, and like we are, the, the morning, she thinks we're on the morning, but we're... Uh, Maybe, yeah, maybe we are. She just worked a 12-hour shift. You know what? You, you just worked a 12-hour shift, young lady, so I, I, I'll give you the reveal here. Mike Kalt is actually on in the morning now. My name is Drew Garabo, and I am on in the I know, af I yeah. afternoon with Drew Garabo live with Seth, soul brother Kevin, Gio, and Kayla. Hey, hey. Mike, is <laughs> Mike is on in the morning uh, with Galvin and Rob and Spanish and Carmen. Yeah, normally I would get that. And I, like I say, I know you got the two new guys from Long Island, Rob and PJ. That's right. Rob and BJ. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, I yep. mean, I know you guys. Sure, you sure do. All right, well, thank you for being a big fan, and uh, hang on one second. Sporkle's next. What it do, my peeps? Are you still listening? I sure hope you are. Here's the Drew Garabo live hidden track of the day. Let's get to it. Joining our show once again. A guy who we all grew up with, a man who has, in my opinion, made himself a legend when it comes to daytime television and who has made his mark in the world, not through his career in the media, but because he is such an advocate of not just spaying and neutering his pets, as he would tell you at approximately 11.58 a.m. every morning as the showcase showdown came to its conclusion, but a man who uses his position to help out our animal friends. When I saw the news about Cecil the Lion... And then I saw the amount of hate that was being piled upon this piece of crap dentist who, either through his own knowledge or the knowledge of his hunting crew, lured a lion off of a reservation so that he could kill that lion, paid $55,000 to do so. I think that this dentist is getting every bit of hatred and scorn that he deserves. 
I would never encourage anyone to vandalize the guy's garage, but I sure am glad that they did. And I hope that this guy never practices dentistry again. I get the feeling that my good friend Bob Barker might feel the exact same way. Bob, welcome back to Drew Garabo Live. It's great to hear from you again. Drew, it's great to be back with you. And you put it into words as well, if not better, than I could or anyone else. You're dead on. Well, thank you. I knew it would be an issue that you're very passionate about. Obviously, those who hunt and kill their and eat their what they kill, that's a different category. We might ethically have a problem with that, but at least there's a benefit to what they're doing from a dietary perspective. A guy who is rich, who has made his money by filling cavities and yanking teeth, who then considers it recreation to plunk down $50,000 so he can kill a majestic, beautiful creature. That's a piece of crap, isn't it, Bob? It is indeed, and uh, it uh, is even worse in that uh, he shot poor uh, uh, Cecil with a a bow and arrow first, (laughs) and he... Bo, he he was injured by that, of course, and it went on for 40 hours before they found him again and shot him and killed him with the, with the rifle. But uh, why he shot him with a bow and arrow first, I do not know. It's not sport. There, there is nothing sporting about luring, and shame on these Zimbabweans, by the way, that allowed this to happen, luring a lion off of a reservation. The lion thinks he's getting some food, and then you know that they're only luring him there because it's legal to shoot him outside the reservation. There's nothing sporting about that. You're not more of a man because you're able to take home some trophy. And a hat off to the Delta Airlines, I believe, who now said they are not going to allow anyone to take a trophy back from Africa to the United States of America. You're right about Delta, United, American Airlines, Air Canada, and uh, how do you pronounce it? Emeritus in uh, the Middle East there? That sounds good. They've been refusing for quite some time. But uh, all of those airlines have learned the, the story here. You know, those of us in the animal rights movement, have been opposed to uh, trophy hunting for years and talked about it, mm-hmm. but nothing has ever brought it to the attention of the public like this. And uh, it's horrible, but it has been very useful in making people aware. And there's another doctor, too. I don't know why it's doctors. Uh, Jan Seski. He's a gynecological oncologist mm-hmm. at uh, Allegheny General Hospital in Pittsburgh. And he is another one of these uh, uh, trophy hunters, and uh, he uh, has, has killed animals of all types, as, as many of them have, and he, too, is on the list now. <sighs> I don't understand how someone who makes their living helping their fellow man, I know they get a, a very good-sized paycheck for doing so, but you fix people up so that they can hopefully live a longer life, yet in your recreation time, you go after some of the most beautiful creatures on the big planet that we call Earth. That seems like a strange dichotomy to me, and I'm sure it does to you as well, Bob Barker. Well, it does, and uh, people have asked me oh, why these people, uh, why these hunters are doing it. How, how, how can, I, can it be explained? And my, my only thought on the subject is that they must have some sort of uh, personality defect. I right. don't think their their minds work like 
the minds of most of us, or they couldn't bring themselves to do these things. I totally agree with you. You have been a vegetarian, I believe, since 1979, the same year that you started promoting animal rights. Was there something ha- that happened to you during that year, Bob, or was it just you had a heightened awareness? Oh, I, I, I was born uh, an animal lover. I always loved animals. But uh, my wife, uh, Dorothy Joe, she loved animals as well, and she became a vegetarian, and uh, I did too then, and a short time after that. And uh, I became more and more active as the years have gone gone on. Mm. And I uh, there's nothing has given me more pleasure in life than being able to help animals. And I might add that this animal rights movement is really succeeding. Uh, and it's through making people aware. That's what we have had to do. People love animals. But most people do. And they want to help animals. Most people do. But they, they're, they're unaware. And uh, it's through uh, interviews, just like you and I are doing right this moment, radio, television, newspapers. We have been able to make people aware, and they're rising up, and we're doing something about it now. Yeah, and it is good to see the uh, the public outcry over something like this. If there is an upside to the social media, and I'm not sure that there is, but if there is an upside to the social media that is so prevalent in society today, Mr. Barker, it is that the outrage is indeed flammable. And when, you know, it used to be the news cycle. I'm sure you've seen many different stages of news. You'd give something for 24 hours, and then it would be nothing but a second thought to most people. But with social media, it lives on in perpetuity, and it almost collects like an avalanche style where more and more people heap on, and then the outrage becomes palpable and things actually get done about it, right? Uh, you Again, you have summed it up beautifully. I myself, I'm computer illiterate, <laughs> and I intend to die that way. But I know the power of the Internet, and uh, I'm happy to say that uh, this is all over the Internet, and it's gone on for days now. Well, it's good to see. Now, speaking of doctors, Mr. Barker, on December 12th, if my mathematics are correct, you will be a ripe young 92 years old. What are your doctor's appointments like now? Do you give the doctor advice on how to live a long, healthy life? What the heck could they say to you? <laughs> I, uh, uh, <laughs> I'm, thank the good Lord. Uh, I am... Uh, a healthy man. I I have been been healthy all my life. I work out regularly, and I am a vegetarian. And I go to the doctor frequently with wounds. <laughs> <laughs> a little slip on the treadmill or so. I'm constantly just the day before yesterday. There was a drawer in my desk here, partially open. And I hit it with my shin, and immediately the blood was all over the place, and I, I had to go in and had it straightened out. It's, uh, it's absolutely remarkable. I have Band-Aids all over me all the time simply from my clumsiness. But internally, I seem to be functioning pretty well. Man, I'm glad to hear that. It is such a pleasure to always speak with you, Mr. Bob Barker. Again, uh, salute to you for the for the legendary status that you have on daytime television, but even more so, 
utilizing your position to do so much good for our animal friends. I'm an animal lover myself. I currently have two cats. I've had five, but I would never in a million years purchase a cat from anyone. My cats are all rescues. They all would have been strays that would have not made it out there on the, on the streets. I've taken them in and I've raised them. My oldest cat is 18 years old and I'm an animal lover much like you. So on behalf of animal lovers everywhere, again, kudos to you for the work that you've done. And I hope that we get to keep talking to you throughout the years because you're truly one of my favorite conversations to have. You're full of life, full of spirit. And every time we speak, I, I hang up and I, and I smile and I think how lucky I am to have the type of career that I've now gotten to speak with you a couple of times. So I wish you continued success and continued health. What a flattering thing to say. I sincerely appreciate it. And it's, it is a pleasure to talk with someone who is so well-informed and who, who says the right thing so beautifully. And uh, you, you, I will be happy to join you anytime you want me to. You just give me a, a call and uh, Drew will talk it over. Well, we certainly will, Mr. Barker. Have yourself a wonderful day. Watch out for those open desk drawers, and, uh, <laughs> and we will speak to you soon. All right, Bob? I will. If I do watch out for those, that type of thing, you will, yes. <laughs> Great. You take it easy, all right? Bye-bye. You, you too. Bye-bye. Sure, we'll take it easy. Wow, what a guy, man. Can we please just get that? For my own personal edification, can I please just get that? It's a pleasure to speak with someone who puts things. <sighs> is that the closest you've come to ever having sex with another guy? Yeah, <laughs> it really is. Like it's the it's the closest I've ever come to having the big O. Did you hear you what he said to me? Someone yeah. who is so well informed oh. and who who says the right oh. things so beautifully. Oh, 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 oh Mr. Barker. Well, that was after one of these for about 10 minutes. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> to talk with someone oh. who is so well-informed oh. and who, who says the right things so yes. beautifully. Yes, yes, it is. You hang up. No, you hang up. No, you. I love you more. No, I love you more, Bob Barker. Stay healthy. <laughs>